You are listening to Accessibility Solutions. If you're a business looking to improve your bottom line, then you're in the right place. In this show, we will discuss how making the world accessible is great for business and the economy. My name is Linda Hunt, and I am an award-winning accessibility consultant, speaker, and author, and a longtime advocate for all things related to accessibility. Thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. Hi everyone, thanks so much for joining me again today. This is Linda with Accessibility Solutions, and I'm very pleased today to have Cam Bodwin as my guest. Um, and so Cam uses his experience in accessibility program management, software development, and technical consulting. Cam comes with an approachable perspective on how teams can bring disability inclusion and accessibility into their organization. Audiences appreciate his hands-on knowledge of planning, building, and delivering solutions with practical real-world examples. Cam's down-to-earth style engages groups from the moment he meets audiences with a can-do attitude in their ability to handle the ambiguities of the world of digital accessibility. Many often appreciate that he can speak the same language as their technical teams or business leads. So we're going to kick it off with Cam. So Cam, go ahead and let's Let's talk a little bit about digital accessibility from uh, kind of your perspective today. Yeah, definitely. First off, Linda, thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Digital accessibility is one of those things that a lot of people really struggle with, right? This is how do we translate a lived experience of a human being into technology? And that kind of in-between, that go-between has a lot of nuances in it. And sometimes a lot of people, a lot of companies have a really hard time figuring out kind of what that is, what that between really is. And we attack it from many angles, don't we? We come at it from a technical point of view. We try and do some program management. We try and do some procurement solutions. And there's all these different ways that we can figure out what digital accessibility really is. But that's just one real piece of the grand human experience, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and uh, we were chatting just a little bit about, you know, us as accessibility experts find that we spend a lot of our time educating mm-hmm. um, and educating and advocating because, um, you know, there are so many in the in the in the business world. And that's, you know, kind of as as we both talked about where both of us work in the accessibility space is kind of in the business world um, who don't really know what what accessibility means. And whether that be um, a lot of people think accessibility is is a ramp and a push button door. Mm. And it really, you know, we talk about inclusion from the start, inclusion across the uh, across the spectrum. And that's that's really where I, uh, I appreciate your saying around digital accessibility. So let's talk a little bit about accessibility program management. So you give us uh, kind of your background in that and um, and talk about how businesses can really enhance their business performance by embracing accessibility, especially digital accessibility. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I've been just talking to so many organizations about lately is, well, first off, a lot of companies out there are talking about how much they value diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? I've never heard of a company yet who wants to de-diversify their leadership team or de- or undiversify 
you know, the amount of women in their workforce. It just doesn't happen these days because I think we're all realizing that a diverse workforce like really works well. You know, you get different ideas, you get different opinions. And I tie in my message around disability inclusion to that message as well. It's already got the name in there. I think that a lot of us, we need to start using those words, uh, disability inclusion, a lot more. It's a lot more palatable to organizations, big and small, who already care about having a diverse workforce. And you can say, well, probably a lot of your workforce already includes people with disabilities, already includes people who are neurodiverse, who think and problem solve and solution in different ways than how you would. And that's the beauty of being in business, bringing on people with different ideas and thoughts. And I really bring up the benefits of, well, in a neurodiverse workforce, somebody who is maybe different from you, who is problem solving all day long because of anxiety or ADHD or maybe other, uh, you know, dyslexia is a huge one. I heard that a lot of business owners have some form of dyslexia, even up to the number of like one in six business owners. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Linda, but the number is, is a lot. And when I start to think about that, I think of, wow, what a great workforce to tap into and what a great workforce to kind of talk about and talk about the benefits around that too. But really, because if, if we just talk about the digital and the technical aspects of, of accessibility, we start to really lose it at scale. I haven't heard of a business owner yet either who is willing to say, okay, we just spent a million dollars building this website, procuring the software, what have you. And oh no, all of a sudden now I've got to go back and work at it with accessibility. Yippee! I haven't heard anyone you know, really excited to go through that rebuilding process. That means that we need to bring it from that top-down kind of level. How do we start to scale up this conversation? And that's why we have to go and talk about it at multiple levels. Your procurement process. What's your procurement process? Are you involving communities who are neurodiverse? Are you involving communities who are Black or representative of BIPOC? Are you in, uh, involving communities of women-owned uh, uh, business owners as well? Are you involving all those different types of communities? And that's all the same kind of discussion, which is why I love getting into that DEI conversation. But it's not just about technology. It's about transformative business and, and, and new ways of, of doing business as well, which is why if we get so stuck on that, how do I get my developer to add labels or how do I get my designer to add alt text? We're going to miss so much of this conversation. That's why I think that those middle managers, they've got such a big part of this conversation too. They are the ones who can help really push this forward and drive the message that their leadership team uh, has put forward to them, which is, like I said, already including of DEI. Yeah, and I've, I've got to agree. I mean, in the work that I do, I mean, we, I, you know, for speaking to you, I'm preaching to the converted, but we talk about inclusion from the start. Right. And so not looking at accessibility as, as you said, something I've got to add on or something I've got to fix. If we just considered inclusion from the start, mm -hmm. you know, then, then it would be not something that has to be added on later. And I've done a lot of work in in kind of the the physical space where you know I I've, I've kind of coined the phrase it's cheaper to build it in than it is to bolt it on, and and you just hit the nail on the head there. If if a business goes and spends you know a million dollars on developing a new website or you know new software or something like that, and then they realize after the fact. Mm -hmm. And I agree, accessibility should not be an afterthought. It should be something that's that's just you know, like I said, inclusion from the start, it should be baked into that, that whole process. So be it the procurement process, the, the rollout, the training, the, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then when we talk about, I, di I 
diverse workforce. I mean, you know, I say the world is short staffed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet people with disabilities are the most underrepresented uh, marginalized group when we look at employment. And, you know, so it's 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 that inclusion culture shift within an organization that really starts to to move the needle where they start think if they start thinking inclusion from the start, mm. then it's it's not a department. It's not an afterthought. It's not something to be fixed. It's not something that we have to do. It's just baked, like like I say, baked right into the process from the the brainstorming of whatever the idea is, and that's uh, that's really the message that we are, you know, trying to get across with uh, with the people that we talk to is that it it very much is making the world accessible. And if you know, I say the world should be accessible. We we should all be people who people like you and I who. Mm-hmm for accessibility should be out of a job because it shouldn't be something that we have to advocate and educate on on a daily basis but the 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 reality is that uh that we do so you know i i really appreciate what you're saying and what you're doing in in the world of digital accessibility yeah and and i think that like this whole problem of scale is where really things get broken down but if you go and ask your anyone who's listening if you ask your hr department what are the hottest topics right now? Like if they go out to HR conferences, they're talking about DEI. They're talking about employee resource groups of people of various backgrounds. And they're already talking about this. Now, maybe they're not able to speak about it, or maybe they haven't quite gotten to your mission statement, including a diverse workforce or including that DEI message. But I promise you, they are already tapped in. They're fine. They're trying to find ways to speak to you and their other leaderships, uh, people in your organization about that topic. This is where we need to get in. And this is how we need to speak about it. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's like I said, truer words are have never been spoken and 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 you're right i mean it's 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 the time that that diversity includes everyone so as i said i think it's the rick hansen foundation that has that has that hashtag statement which is really everyone everywhere it's just right right it's literally right across the board accessibility inclusion and it so from the people who work for you to the work that they do to the products that you put out the door to your your systems and processes everything needs to uh needs to hone in on the fact that it just needs to be accessible for everyone everywhere so um and i really i uh, hashtag so just wrapping up cam um any thoughts that you kind of want to share with with our listeners um this week in terms of you know getting i know i know like i said you're like me we spend all of our time doing education and advocacy but you know i i always like to talk to people that are in the you know the same space as me working around uh, accessibility and kind of what your message is that you you know you'd really like to share with our listeners Sure. Well, I want to just kind of shine a light on the fact and admit to the fact that disability advocacy, it's hard. I admit it's hard because we have, I mean, I'm not sure. Growing up, my parents didn't talk about people with disabilities. Neither did the two teachers that I was at school with. Neither did any HR department that I worked at. You know, no one talks about this subject. And yet when we talk about those numbers, one in seven people have a disability, uh, one billion people worldwide, three, you know, that's three times the population of the United States has some form of disability in the world. That's a huge number. That's a huge number. And when we think about how do we as one person, one organization can, can change that, it starts to get 
too much, right? Like the problem's too big to solve. It's like solving climate change. One person can't. But then when you think of what can each individual person do, and there's a lot of talk around, you know, I'll just parallel this with climate change or other activist types of movements, where even if it's just one person, if you can reduce your gas consumption, then you're going to make some change, even if it's 0.1%. Now, when I think about that, and I parallel that with the world of disability inclusion or advocacy or, or accessibility, even that 1% change in you as an organization or you as a business owner may not be able to revamp your entire website this year. I get it. We have business goals too, right? We need to pay money to do that. And we may not have the budget allocated at the moment to revamp the whole website. But if your basic workflows, if somebody cannot complete that with a keyboard, that's a problem. If somebody doesn't can't, like, can't tell the difference between purchase a product or liquidate my account, you know, that's a problem. That's a problem. And that's a solvable problem because technology is there already to help you figure that out. So reaching out to people in the community, finding people like us, Linda, who can go and help consult or work with organizations to reduce the friction to get you know, your website, your technology built up in a way that works for people of any ability is really going to pay dividends down the line, not only in making the world a better place, but also at your bottom line too, right? Your pocketbook, your, your the, the revenue you're going to bring in, if something is easier to do, that less friction to purchase, it's just going to be better all around. Yeah. And that's that, that really, that's, you know, kind of our message that we're, you know, that we're trying to get all the time out all the time is accessibility is good for business. And yeah. you're right. One in one in seven. And I, I've heard as much as one in five, uh, you know, we talk about 25% of the population has um, some form of a disability and that that number actually over the age of 65 those baby boomers that what we call the silver tsunami that that percentage is 40 percent over the age of 65 so I mean, if your business is not accessible you're excluding you know such a huge market of potential customers and right, right. that's you know that's you know when we talk about like you said you can't you can't do everything because you've got business goals and budget goals but just you know think of your think in terms of your sales goals you know right um, right that's, that's an entire market that you need to be opening your business to because if you're not opening your business to believe me they they've got money and if your business is not accessible they'll be going somewhere else right right i love that word that you said the excluding because we exclude people from our websites or our pamphlets or our businesses. I mean, you do. And and it's that word excluding is not wrong in all situations, right? If I'm writing, if, if uh, the New York Times, I have a friend who consulted for the New York Times and the New York Times intentionally excludes children under the age of 14, right? It's okay to exclude them. They're not reading newspapers. It's fine. Okay. So they put them in one bucket. Well, are you okay excluding readers who are over 65? Oh, well, no, no, no. Okay. Well, then if you don't want to exclude those people, then maybe we should talk to, about how to include them on the website, you know, easier reading situations. And when you talk about that include, exclude, that can really start to prioritize, help you prioritize as a business owner, what needs to be done now and what can be put off to later. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, we've had, you and I could probably sit and talk for, for hours on uh, accessibility and inclusion. And as we say, diversity, it's, it's just all you know, so, so tied in together from a business perspective, especially. Um, so Cam, I really want to thank you for, uh, for taking time out to, uh, to talk to us today. And uh, we are, um, we're going to wrap up any last thoughts before we, 
before we say goodbye to our listeners that tuned in this week? Yeah, yeah. In addition to any kind of uh, program management, I also do go speak about program management and professional advocacy and disability inclusion. If you're looking for a speaker, uh, you can find me at cambodway.com. Hopefully that link can be maybe put in the show notes or something. And I uh, would love to even just have a conversation. That's always a great start. Yeah. And Cam's, uh, so Cam's information will be in our show notes. So, um, so thanks. So check that out. If you've listened and, and Cam has touched you in, uh, in some way, then leave us a review. We, we love, we love to get feedback from our listeners, especially when we have guests on. That's very, very important. So Cam, I really want to thank you for uh, joining us today and uh, sharing your message around um, making the world accessible, which is, is kind of our goal here on the podcast. And um, we will put uh, Cam's information in the show notes and people can get uh, reach out and get in touch with you. And um, we will chat again soon. Thank you so very much. Sounds great, Linda. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to Accessibility Solutions. For a free 15-minute consultation to discuss how accessibility can improve your business bottom line, please visit solutions, the number four, accessibility.com. I love hearing from my listeners, so please feel free to email me at lynda at solutionsforaccessibility.com or connect with Accessibility Solutions on LinkedIn, Facebook, or subscribe to the Accessibility Solutions YouTube channel.